Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, hey, this is LA. Welcome to the new normal. I guess the thing that we're looking at right now is the pandemic is a game changer. It's a game changer. What used to be is not going to be the same going forward. Part of that, and I'm not technically waxing prophetic, okay, but uh, in other words, I'm not making a quote-unquote biblically prophetic statement. This is maybe just kind of an observational thing. But in specific, what we're going to look at from now on is uh, going to be technology and behavior. So here's a couple of things that I've noticed. And this didn't just start with the pandemic, but I think pandemic is, uh, I think the uh, coronavirus pandemic is is put like a nail in the coffin of of some of these issues, and it and it goes this way. First of all, we've been over the years becoming less dependent on contact, and by that I mean person to person, face to face contact. People do a lot more and have been doing a lot more for the past 15, 20 years probably on just electronic type situations where, you know, phone calls and things of that nature and social media. When social media took off, human face-to-face contact went way down. And you saw, unfortunately, an upsurge in the meanness sometimes that people had for each other. Because if you're not looking at somebody face-to-face, it's pretty easy just to say what you think, you know. No matter how hurtful that might be, which is sad, which is sad. That's, That's not what God had in mind. But there's that element, and then of course with the pandemic, now that you know we sequestered everybody, um, it may even be more so going forward in the future. That's disturbing to me. Uh, and I'll be honest; I mean, part of it's just I'm uh, I'm a communication person. That's what I study. That's what I do: face to face interaction and things like that, public speaking and what. Uh, interpersonal communication. Now, it's not that all of those things stop. It's just that when you're doing things electronic, you remove a lot of the elements that enable you to really interact in a personal way. 
you miss out on a lot of uh, verbal and nonverbal cues. Because I think I've mentioned before, uh, you know, scholars argue, well, communications, you know, 85 to 95%, depending on who you talk to, nonverbal. It has to do with the way you say things. But there's that. There's also the fact that when I mention technology, a lot of people didn't realize or just toyed with interacting like via video. Think about it this way. If you have a, a cell phone, if you have, have a smartphone, and you have a video chat option, then how often do you do that versus just an old-fashioned phone call? My guess is there's some people probably do it a lot, and maybe other people not so much. But that... The people that didn't do it a lot, didn't use video to talk, visit, interact, are probably going to be thinking, wow, that's a lot easier than I thought it was. So they're probably going to be doing that a lot. A lot more. I know, certainly know the medical community is. Um, doctors uh, in the past, at least in the West, the U.S., uh, you know, they did... Uh, they had things like Teladoc, where the, you did have doctors that did interaction just over telephone or internet. But I would say that was probably uh, maybe uh, 25% versus 75% face-to-face. After this, I think it's probably going to go up to either at least 50-50. Now, what does all this have to do with anything? It has to do with... From a biblical standpoint, we're going to have to rethink how we minister to people. And to be honest, this should have been a thought that happened a while back. I'm saying like 10, 15 years ago. Should have been there already. But unfortunately, um, the evangelical Protestant community is more reactive usually than proactive. In other words, they're not always thinking ahead of the game. They're thinking behind the game and how to play catch-up. Uh, I remember in the 80s when you had uh, a lot of the hard rock, hair rock type stuff, and, and techno was just really... Uh, coming up and things of that nature. Uh, what was going on at that point was people were uh, were going, wow, that's really, you know, that sounds really great. What do we need to do? Oh, okay, let's make our own band and we'll make a Christian band. It wasn't thinking ahead of the game to, to develop new kinds of Christian music. It was more of, oh, wow, that sounds good, uh, you know, uh, from from the world, so to speak, and then they'll baptize it, Christianize it. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Uh, I'm just saying that 
you know, traditionally, that's how the church has been. I mean, there were way back when, uh, you hear me mention the Middle Ages and, and so forth, but in the church's older ancient history, uh, there were festivals to gods that existed, and when the church uh, came on full blast, they were sick of people still you know, going to these things, so they said, well, let's make our own festival. So that's kind of what I mean by being reactive. Being reactive is not necessarily a bad thing, except you're always behind the curve. You're always behind. You're always trying to catch up. It would be really, really great if we could just be ahead of the game. But let's think about this. What is normal? Because you can ask a lot of people that question, and they'll have different ideas of what normal actually is. Now, when I was growing up, I uh, was in special education, and that uh, is called different things in different places. But basically, if you're uh, if you have uh, learning disabilities or complications, uh, and this was way back when they were really just beginning to understand this stuff, um, it was uh, you were considered not normal, not normal. And, unfortunately, kids were pretty mean. would call you things like retard, dummy. Those were, the, uh, those were the really nice names they used. But the thing is, you weren't considered normal. So you were put in a class. And it was a, a special class for special training, which is, which is cool. But... But it really makes you think sometimes, okay, what's normal? Who determines what normal is? So, for example, in behavior, what can happen if you, in a large population, what we usually say is, okay, what's acceptable in this large population, be that in a town, in a city, in a state, province, uh, parish, uh, nation, we call normal what the laws say. That's what we call normal. Say, okay, there's a standard, and the standard is what is normal. Um, in some places, uh, customs come into play too. So, in certain countries, you don't shake hands. You, well, at least in Japan, you don't shake hands. You bow. You know. In other places, uh, in other countries, uh, when you meet somebody, you can kiss them on the cheek. So, normal oddly enough, becomes kind of uh, dependent on where you're at. 
in some ways. We have standardized tests for education. Now, in, this is in the West. Uh, and these tests uh, are supposed to use statistics, which, uh, which, by the way, uh, <laughs> statistics, I've, I've uh, taken some courses in, in statistics and use statistics quite a lot uh, in my particular job. And I've looked at church t- statistics for a while, and I find always find it interesting because uh, you have uh, in statistics, there's an average, right? Most of the people act this way. So this way is normal. The interesting thing is uh, there's the writer Mark Twain. Uh, he's an American writer, which we also know as Samuel Clemens. He was quite a quite a personality in his day. He said, quote unquote, there are lies, damn lies, and statistics. And in some ways, uh, after using statistics, as long as I've used them, I kind of get what he's saying. But in statistics, there's a, you know, there's a median, a median, a mean, you know, you can look at an average, and the average is considered, okay, this is normal for this population. Now, here's the problem. If you take people who don't want to learn, okay, and you put them in that population, then when you run your statistics, the average goes down. And then if you take out more of the people who want to learn and you put more people who don't want to learn in the group, this it, the norma, normal goes down again. Where eventually the normal for that group is almost... To, you could do that all the way to the point of absolute... Uh, Making somebody a, you know, this group is basically a vegetable. Now, what is it, you know, what what am I talking about? I'm I'm talking about this. Years ago, in the West, the newspapers were written at a sixth grade reading level. Now, you would think, what the heck? You know, sixth grade reading level. Yes, sixth grade reading level. Many, uh, because I used to work in the Bible counter and certain Bibles were written with certain reading levels in mind, or at least they're, may not, if they're not written that way, they're evaluated as to how hard they are to read. And, uh, for example, the King James Version was what we would consider a 12th grade reading level, which is 12 years of school. At least it was evaluated that way. Now, the newspaper was written at a 6th grade reading level. Then, they brought it down several years ago to 
almost a third grade rating level. Wow. What happened? Well, <laughs> you know, did everyone forget how to read? Maybe. Don't know. Interesting thought process, though. It's because the normal went down. So, here's a thought. A standard, a normal. God set the standard. God set the normal. He did it with a group of people of his own choosing centuries, millennia ago in the Middle East. They were in the middle of a normal where basically uh, wholesale worship of idols, uh, unbridled sexual behavior, and uh, killing of people and babies and things. They were in the middle of that. And God said to these people, this is your new normal. This is normal for you. And it should be normal for the planet. But I'm going to start with you. And with these people, Israel, he gave the Ten Commandments. He gave what they call the Ten Words in Jewish culture. The Decalogue. And more than that, he gave them the entirety of the teaching of the Torah, the five books of Moses, and of course the, you know, the writings and the prophets. But the thing is, normal for anyone who has faith in Jesus is what God says it is. Now, how do we know what that is? The Bible. The Bible. Not the Bible and something else. But the Bible. Old and New Testament. Old Testament and New Testament. And I don't like using those two words because the Bible is a entirety. It is a unit. There should be no break in it. There's not old and new. It's more like there's the covenant and then the renewed covenant. The Reit Hadashah. So the thing is, that's normal. And if you really wonder what Jesus thought of normal, he said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And when he said that, he's saying that is normal in my world. And since he owns the whole planet and he's coming back to set up, let's start being proactive about embracing God's normal.
Sound like a plan? I hope. So, with that in mind, I want to keep encouraging you to keep on, keep on keeping Thank you on. For listening to this edition of Speak It On. And as always, don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth. And may God bless all of your efforts.